Hi, welcome to Startup Out of the Box, a regular podcast about startups with Marco Silva and Vitor Domingos. On this episode, we're going to discuss uh, decision making. It's going to be a really important sub- subject. And then also um, coaching juniors. So, um, Growing uh, your team from scratch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so two different topics from the, the ones that we, uh, we discussed. This, this is going to be about our experience on, on these two main mm-hmm. subjects. Um, the first one is about decision making. Yeah. And, um, Let's start with you on that, Vitor. Good. I have a lot to talk about decision making. But yeah, I, can, line, I can see the, the white. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. So, but bottom line, the decision making would be about um, what um, kind of the first thing that you do when you have, when you get to a company, when you're a CTO or you get to a company or you start a company, what kind of decisions do you need to do, right? So it's not about, yeah, you need to hire people, you need to do stuff. But the most important thing about those decisions is that they need to be data driven. You need to have data to uh, have a proper decision to think about whatever you're going to do, mm-hmm. uh, like the the saying, right? Uh, in God we trust, the others bring data. Uh, <laughs> so data needs to be there, present in every single decision you do, either on market data, on product data, on mm-hmm. on hiring uh, a team. You need to have data. You need to have those kind of either metrics as well. So you need to to understand what kind of stuff did you need to bring, but it all always evolve around data and the, the kind of information that you have, so that you can make better decisions in the future. Yeah, you think about that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna think I'm, we're gonna talk about it in two points. But yeah, like if you can get the data, it's important that you understand what the problem is, what the decision is about, understand the context of that decision, and then search for the data like to help you uh, make that decision. Um, but there's gonna be times especially when you're starting uh, or when you're hiring or if you're going to create a new product, sometimes there will be a time where gut feeling is usually a good point to it, a good decision uh, uh, metric, kind of, if it's kind of like the word for that. Have you, have you used the uh, OKR, objective, um, uh, objective key uh, results? And Do you know what that is? Yeah. So bot- bottom line is, <clears throat> instead of getting data and then trying to figure out what kind of uh, metrics will will you have afterwards? Define the metric first, as you said. Define the problem first. Then understand yeah. the problem is, and then get the right data to validate or not validate. Um, yeah, uh, that uh, that uh, metric you want to you want to you want to analyze. Exactly. So the, the the OKR means that you're going to set up a few metrics when it comes mm-hmm. to identifying an issue or fixing something, and then um, you're going to try to address that problem. But you already know what's going to be the Kind of when do you need to stop to do uh, to start uh, when you need to stop looking for more information because you already hit that kind of either target or metric. So imagine that well, I have I have a problem. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna need data. I'm gonna need feedback from my teams to do something. Um, that feedback usually comes with around data, but I'm gonna have a deadline. So whatever happens to that time, I'm gonna take advantage of that. After that, uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a decision. Yeah, so you define you the. That. Yeah. yeah, you have that from, uh, for example, Jeff Bezos uh, on one of his stakeholder letters where he uh, talks about how they do decisions inside yeah. Amazon and yeah. on his side. And, and he does mention a few of those topics. So one, so he, some topics, he says, yep, yeah, that's fast decision-making. Uh, they're usually small decisions. So a little bit, of, little bit of data, the teams can do it. It's like small impact, just get the decision done. And usually, that's for bigger decisions. Like, okay, once you get like seventy percent of the data, 
that you think it's okay, like make a decision based on that data, don't wait for the 90% or 100% because you're just going to be losing time and already around 70% based on, well, on his experience and on Amazon, like 70% you already have enough data to make a, a good, decision good decision out of it. A good informed decision. Yeah. But then, then you, of course you have like the other set of decisions, like I said in the beginning, like just follow your gut feeling because okay, there's going to be data up to a point. Yeah. Uh, but then there's going to be the unknown. And after that, you have to feel it. Just, fo just follow your gut feeling on that, on yeah. that decision. So uh, bottom line, I just tried to resume, yeah. summarize the topic is... Uh, understand what you want to decide. Exactly. No, first of all, try to, yeah, try to understand the problem. Uh, after you understand the problem, you define the key metrics that you need to uh, find to either address this issue or move to another one. Yep. Just, uh, just that. And then um, get the data that you require to, mm -hmm. uh, to make an, an informed and well-informed well decision. So, um, so, And be careful with data bias. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's like one of well, the Well, you uh, coming from a, a company that works with data, you should know about this um, more than everyone, right? Uh, well, we just see everything <laughs> is broken uh, on the internet. So that's our bias <laughs> <laughs> on cybersecurity. Is the, the world is broken. Right. Uh, that's about decision making. So uh, it evolves around data, understanding the problem and have the, the key uh, Actually, they objective have the, key results. The Amazon stakeholder letters are quite good on, yeah. on those topics. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, an interesting thing, just finishing the the, the decision making uh, thing. Team. One team, yes, on topic. <laughs> um, it's one of the things that Jeff Bezos mentions in, in Amazon is like he might not agree with the decision being made, but if that's a decision that's being done, yeah. then everyone commits on it. Yeah. Like okay, it might not be unanimous. Everyone might not agree on it, but okay, that's a decision we're gonna take. Then that's it. It's it's decided. Everyone commits and to pursue that that decision. It's not of okay. X amount of people are going to do that decision. That X are going to do something else. Yeah. Like no, no, that's what we're going to do. Everyone follows, commits to that. Yeah, commitment. Yeah. Good. So second theme would be about coaching juniors. Yeah. So we have a lot to say, but my strategy is throw them to dwarves, and then <laughs> the ones that survive, <laughs> hide them, <laughs> and the other ones just ditch them. They're not if they haven't survived the jungle or the wolves or whatever you throw at them, then just don't ditch them. That's my strategy. You Obviously, be, you, you have your own. Right? Yeah, you have your own strategy <laughs> uh, to coaching juniors. I'm, I'm, I'm keen on listening about that. I'm well, we, to learn. we used to do. We used to be juniors once. I don't remember that. That was twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, for me it was like fifteen years ago. So, uh, so yeah. I had like two experiences as juniors. So one as during university, joining startups, mm -hmm. and had an a good coach at that time that helped me understand a bit of the clients, the technology, mm -hmm. how things work. Uh, really allowed me to be hands-on direct contact with the client. So I had a bit of that experience. It's like, yeah, there's a cell phone, here's the laptop, now you're on call, have fun talking to clients at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I had a big sort of experience on that side. Yeah. And then uh, I moved to my first consulting firm. Like I went to a big four as, a, again, junior. Mm -hmm. And that was really like, no, now you properly sent to the wolves. And yeah, you're the lowest rank. You're the lowest rank possible. You're the, like, the, the lowest food chain thing. Yeah. When, yeah, when you go to a big four company, when you join, yes, you do junior, you do whatever. Did you got any proper coaching from that uh, working from a big company? They give you like two weeks to like a uh, jumpstart. Like, this mm. is how we do presentations. This is how we write documents. 
And here we go. Let's go to a project. That's basically it. And you, that's where you get the proper coaching. It's like hands-on project making directly with the client. It's yeah. not like, no, let's strain some situations. And then it's like, welcome to the office. Okay, you had your how to do documents, how you do PowerPoints, how to do some conversations. Here's your first project. Now, tomorrow morning, 8 p.m., 8 a.m., I'll be at the client and let's start. <laughs> and nowadays, I do things a bit differently. Um the last couple of years, I've been uh, kind of have the team uh, team lead uh, responsibility, and from that comes also coaching juniors that join the team, join the organization. And nowadays, what I usually do is the first couple of days uh, for the for the junior to understand what the company is, what the product is. I uh, give them like, well, I'm gonna I'll send them uh, like an email intro as they were a client of the company. Here is the portal. Here's the access. There's a documentation. This is what we send a client. Now mm-hmm. you're a client of the company for the next two days. Mm-hmm. Use our platform. Think about yeah. what what's your experience. Do you understand the platform? Don't. So during those two or three days, they're asking us questions because it's the first time they, they're looking at it from the client perspective. So it's a good way for them to understand what we are doing. Yeah. So that's I think that's the first important thing for us. When you have someone new join the companies, let that person understand what the company is doing, what the product really is, how the clients use it. After that, it makes, in my opinion, the integration easier uh, to the development cycle or whatever yeah. department that person is going to be joining in because they already understand from the client perspective. So then it's just yeah. diving into uh, doing a, a deep dive on the technical yeah. side. Yeah. And from there, okay, that comes a different set of considerations. Um, teaching them like the best practices, what are the yeah. standards, uh, how the team works, yeah. what the company expects. Uh, of course, you give them some freedom. Uh, they will do some mistakes. That's everyone knows. Obviously, that. Yeah. Accept that, uh, and show them like it's a good, uh, and try to incentivize them to ask questions because that's going to be important. Because if they don't ask questions, something is wrong in that picture. Yeah. If they're joining a company, if they don't know anything about it, like they should be asking questions. Yeah. So ask questions if you join a new company, and if you're a junior, <laughs> just just annoy the seniors. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I'm right now in the position of the senior, so it's it's really sometimes it's really annoying. But yeah, just I, trying to summarize what what you just said and and just looking at my notes, I think that we can put that into four different areas, right? The first one is how how juniors can build real um, uh, resilience, mm-hmm. right? How can they bounce back from a bad presentation or yeah. a bad I don't know something that they got uh, bad feedback from the customer or not having enough mm-hmm. information to present something? Uh, they build this resilience throughout yeah. work to uh, overcome these kind of yeah. uh, uh, issues. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Like for, uh, that example is, for example, if your company needs to do, likes to go to conferences and sure. stuff like that, try to push the juniors to do the presentations at the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the last two years, I haven't done no presentation in conferences because I usually push the other team members to do them. Like yeah. It's exposure for them. It's training them. It's training English. It's training presentation skills. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good way to also train your juniors, push them to do the presentations, just go to the background and help them on that process. Yeah. Uh, which brings me then to the second subject, the sec- second um, subject, yes, So, which is, which is about how to influence others. Mm-hmm. So it's not just build resilience of uh, to overcome a bad result, but also how can throughout their kind of initial career actually influence customers, how do we can influence others in the same team or uh, colleagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's really important. Because if you have a really interesting point of view, you need to commit to that. You need to transmit. You need to communicate to the rest mm-hmm. of the, to the wider team your opinion, and you need to convince them that you're right, and you need to uh, yep. need to 
kind of bring the, the, that kind of influence uh, together. When you go to a conference, obviously you are uh, doing the, that kind of influence with, uh, with a wider audience outside of the company, but still you need to influence the, those that, that are keen on, on listening to you. The third one is how to do your own kind of job properly, right? So you need to understand because you just said it, you give them the documentation, you put them in the kind of the customer point of view. They need to understand what kind of stuff the company sells, what kind of products they have, mm -hmm. they actually have. So they need to understand the, the neat and grit from the job. And that comes from documentation, talking to the team and learning yeah. as well. So that's the, and ends the on, yeah. usually that's what people, that's what, what companies do. They give, they push all of the, here's the documentation, here's the processes, here's the workflows. Now go for it and, and try to understand what kind of stuff do we actually do. But they don't provide help with, with the other two topics. And the fourth one, the last one, is uh, kind of break out of this kind of the mental pattern that you usually have, right? How often do you get the, from the companies of, of this is the, usually the way that we operate here or we work here from the mm -hmm. past? Try to break that cycle with your own thoughts, with your own opinions, and push that also. Push your own kind of point of view, even that sometimes might be wrong. But if you have, if you come from an, from the market, if you come from an external company, you have new ideas. Mm -hmm. Even a junior one has sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> good ideas. <laughs> Once in a while, <laughs> it might be a, a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. Once in a century or something <laughs> like that, we might listen to a junior. Uh, so it's a different approach of just throwing them to mm -hmm. the wolves or in the jungle. Um, it's, it's, I think it's the proper way to, to do this. And it, it's pretty much resumes, I think, what you just said throughout uh, this kind of uh, the whole experience. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Think, yeah, it varies depending on the company and yes. the industry. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that's the point. Like if you're getting new juniors in your team. It's good. Yeah. Yes. So that was uh, Startup Out of the Box, episode 23. 23. It's already been too long. Um, we still have the one to talk about books. It wasn't mm -hmm. today, probably soon. Um, and uh, I'm not sure if the next one, we're going to discuss about Microsoft Decode. Are you going to be there? Yep. That's okay. next week or in two weeks? No, two weeks time. Two weeks time. So pro no, probably the next podcast will be in two weeks time. So uh, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Have a good one.